0: and our children's children, what it once was like in America when men were free.
1: Welcome to another episode of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd and Waite. I forgot to say, we are sponsored by, brought to you by, and uh, otherwise engaged with azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Take it away, Dan. Oh, and I'm Dan Todd.
2: <laughs> I guess I do get in here. Uh, there's something special about today, and I can't, you know, I woke up this morning and I go, is it snowing outside? No, or w- it's what? Arizona. It's not what, snowing. What's
1: special about today, Cheryl? Well, oh there what's that music celebrate what are we celebrating
2: our 100th episode
1: 100 episodes
2: today this is exciting what a difference from the two tin cans and string to now <laughs> so that's how we used to do it Cheryl, so I would set in the house i'd be at one end and the, welcome to another episode of <laughs> freedom radio
1: damn Uh, the cords in the way we can't I can't hear you oh my gosh it's so true so well let's just trip down memory lane real quick so before we started even counting our episodes where were we what were we doing we were on KTAR Mike Russell's show kind of just
2: uh, having a little 15 30 minute segment talking about guns
1: yeah that was the get outdoors show and uh, I know the two of you just kept wanting to talk about the equipment and then I'm always like, yeah, but let's talk like politics. Let's like, you know, talk about the issues and, and it's like, yeah, whatever. There's this new Glock that came out and so, uh, so that was kind of fun and we should probably do a little bit more equipment talk on this show. What do you think? Maybe?
2: I'm, I'm all for it if you can handle it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I would probably sit quietly and you would get to talk incessantly because That's not going to happen. It's not- <laughs> That's not my my strength right there. She but has
2: a kill switch on my mic. that let's just say <laughs> Cheryl
1: <laughs> Don't I <told sighs> Don't do that, sure Oh, if only I did. Oh, that would be Yeah, there he goes. I love it find that kill switch all right so we moved from mike russell's show and decided well let's have our own one hour show because we were you know really getting some traction and people were very interested in in what we were trying to squeeze into like 15 minutes and so then uh i had this brilliant idea for what it should be called and i thought you know what we're talking about guns right it's gun talk right and we're in arizona let's call it gun talk az uh, that sounds like a great idea, Cheryl. Except that Tom Look. Gresham, <laughs> the, oh, I the grandfather godfather of gun talk radio shows, rang me up on my cell phone. Very, very nice of him, I do want to say. And uh, instead of sending me like a cease and desist letter and said, you know what? That's a great name for a show. It's so great that that's my brand. <laughs> and... I'd just really appreciate it if maybe you thought of something else to call your show. So, uh, being the smart uh, person, quick on the uh, to pick up things, I said, you know what? That's a good idea. So then, what was born, Dan?
2: Uh, Gun Freedom Radio. Gun
1: Freedom Radio. And there's even drama around that because I swear that... RPR lady, no Kim Bishop and I don't go there. Dreamed it up after notepad of after notepad of looking things up to see what names were available online, and I swear she and I came up with Gun Freedom Radio together.
2: No, what happened was Cheryl said we got to change her name. I said okay, change it to Gun Freedom Radio. Move on, (laughs) and that's how it was done.
1: You really think it was just divine inspiration, just a one time, well, just off the top of your head.
2: Cassie might have said, "Hey, Dad." Uh, can you put freedom somewhere in the title mm. or something but that's how it was well done. I'm
1: sure it was a collaborative effort between you and our daughter Cassie and our PR lady Kim Bishop and maybe I had a little bit to do with it but you guys might have had me in timeout because I'd already screwed it up and we had all kinds of marketing material out there and a website called gun talk AZ, yeah we so
2: were gonna have knitting with guns
1: I would. <laughs> I don't even knit. What are you talking about I don't right now? No, I
2: just some kind of <laughs> some kind of girl name. I don't know. Oh no.
1: did you just say something sexist on the radio?
2: No. Did you? No.
1: All right, now you're in timeout.
2: Hey, I know guys that knit.
1: That's true. I know guys that, that quilt, actually. And I know
2: and I know women that shoot.
1: That is the dang truth of it right there. So what was one of our kind of funnier or more awkward? Well, Moments. I think
2: I threw Cheryl off one day when she was talking about, she said, <laughs> she was really serious, okay? And she goes, what does the 105 Howitzer shoot? And I go, unicorns and glitter. Yeah. And yeah. sparkles and glitter. Yeah, unicorn, yeah. And she, <laughs> her face just turned like weird. I <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I wasn't expecting that because I was really, uh, you know, you were supposed to tell folks that. You know, a little bit of movie magic in there that doesn't include that's the unicorns, unicorns. <laughs> and and glitter and rainbows. So that's um, my job, to
2: get Cheryl off guard.
1: Yes, and you do it well. That's why we have the kill switch. Um, I'm leaning on it right now. I'm going to have one installed, actually. Well, one of the moments I thought of was uh, one of our guests that we're hoping is going to be able to be on today was our very own Arizona Congressman Trent Franks. We called him and then promptly somehow hung up on him, then couldn't get him back on, and then he had the awesomeness and presence of mind. He called my cell phone. And so I'm holding my cell phone up to the microphone in the studio, and that's how we had our first (laughs) interview with our esteemed congressman. It was just a little bit going back to the tin can and string days, but. (laughs) Very close but it worked it worked
2: and our first guest if i remember right was uh, ken blanchard from yes black man with a gun yes and it's like that was our first episode and it was like what are we doing here yeah no that it was, was fantastic
1: scary. and he's such a amazing support to everyone in the second amendment community still he's a uh, he's a reverence so of course he's just an awesome christian man and and you know when I asked him to come and be our very first guest on our very first show, and he said yes. I was like, "Wait, I think I need to like make sure you know. Do you know who I am? I'm like nobody. Like, <laughs> like this could go horribly wrong for you." And um, anyway, when I actually when I saw him in person for the first time after that, I was just thanking him and kind of running him through that thought process that I had. Like, wow, that was amazing that you said yes. And he said, um, you know, uh, like, like recognizes like, like you know, the Christian, um, you know, good, solid, constitutionalist. Like he just, he just felt a kinship, and he wanted to be a part of it. And I, we can never thank him enough. And so then we
2: were. We're on AM radio. We went from FM with Mike Russell to an AM radio station. Right. And we were doing that. That was for, the Patriot. We did that quite a while and they were great people down there. We're really having a good time with that show. Mm-hmm. And we were a one hour show. And for Cheryl to say hello, it takes her forty five minutes, so I said, Well, let's do a two hour show. You are feeling that really way, brave today. And that way she could really say brave. hello and goodbye and we still have time for one <laughs> guest for fifteen minutes. <laughs> And so we went to a two hour show and that's when Cheryl started getting her gray hair. Yes. That's when it started. Oh, my God. Because the prep that she does to get the guests on the show is it's it's unbelievable. You it takes a week of figuring it out to get somebody to come on the show to get the group of people come on the show. So Cheryl drives the show and she does a great job with it. We we were on AM radio and we go, who's listening to us? And we were seeing that, we, you know, we're getting a pretty good crowd for the Phoenix area. But a majority of our listeners were going to our website and listening to us through our website. And then uh, I think God directed us to a convention, a Dave Ramsey thing. Mm-hmm. And we saw Dave Pratt Star Worldwide Networks uh, booth mm-hmm. and uh, started talking to Dave Pratt. And uh, he was very warm and inviting. And we decided this is where we needed to go.
1: And now we talk to the world. Yeah, it's amazing. Star right. Worldwide Networks this is a, a beautiful home for us. We love it here. We love the people here. It's and the cool amazing. thing about
2: them, they don't. You don't have to live in Arizona to be part of that. You can mm-hmm. do it from any st- any country. Really,
1: because it, it's a network. It's right. a web-based um, network. Right. Well, and now flash forward, we've had a weird 2017 where I've gone back to get my master's degree. So now we're only on the air one time a month, but uh, I've been filling in with some video interviews and that sort of thing. But, um, it's been a, a very awesome journey and we're so excited to see what awaits us in the future. But up until right now, we've interviewed nearly 250 people we've had lots of them back on multiple times um but our very first show when we were gun talk az was august 29th 2015 and uh we are still going strong can't wait for me to get done with my master's degree in march and so i can get back to doing this once a week or two hour show once a week and look
2: at the changes that's been made too i mean think about politically we had when we started we had what was his name obama <laughs>
1: right? I think that was his name. And yeah. the
2: greatest gun salesman <laughs> of the in the universe. Yeah. And then now now we we it's different. You know, things are, have changed.
1: Definitely. Well, we've got a whole lineup of guests that we definitely need to uh, tell you about and you really are not going to want to miss a minute of today's show. It's it's going to be incredible. Who we have coming on today? Our
2: first hour we have Ginger Ravella. She's the co-author of Hope Found. She is a military wife and Gold Star widow mother of five stepmother of two international speaker and director of the speakers bureau for folds of honor which is a nonprofit charity whose mission is to raise educational funds for fallen and wounded soldiers families
1: she's awesome cassie and i got to meet her at the nra women's leadership summit just an incredible lady
2: and in the studio we have Irina baroness von baer a republican candidate for u.s congress district 9 in 2018 Irina is a self-described middle-class army brat with a rich and unique heritage. Her father was a black man from the South Side of Chicago who served as a segregated military. Served in the s- segregated, segregated military, military during World War II, mm-hmm. and her mother came from a family of Czechoslovakian nobility who saw the destruction of all they knew at the hands of the Nazi invasion and the Russian occupation. We also have Dan Waz, author of Good Gun, Bad Guy. Behind the Lies of the Anti-Gun Radical, the book that destroys the anti-gun left and exposes all their lies and propaganda. Dan's newest book just released, Destroying the Anti-Gun Narrative. Our second hour, we have David Hardy, author of I'm from the Government, <laughs> and I'm Here to Kill You.
1: But that doesn't grab I you. I,
2: that, that's hard to read. <laughs> the Human Cost of Official negligence and How to Stop It, expanded by explained by a former government attorney
1: did you say negligence i
2: did i, I did you mean very, to
1: say negligence yeah i'm not very you know
2: what <laughs> you, you can't have you have to be you can't do that to me you got be big words or afternoon <laughs> afternoon
1: who's up after david hardy right,
2: we have craig joiner president of arizona state rifle pistol association here was some great news about one of our arizona shooting ranges that almost closed for good and now it has a second chance of life we also hope to have Congressman Trent Franks, he's a United States Congressman representing Arizona's Eighth District, is a conservative, a conservative, Reagan Republican, and is currently serving his seventh term in the United States Congress. And the reason why we hope to have him because he's voting on a very important bill today.
1: Yeah, if it goes through today, that's the HR38, the National Reciprocity Bill. Another big word. Yeah, reciprocity. And uh, there's a little bit of drama with that. They've uh, thrown in, you know, the Fix Nix Act into there, which is causing some consternation. There's another big Oh, no. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what's going on. Hopefully he can get off the floor and get to the microphone. If not, we've got a backup plan. We've always got plenty to talk about here on Gun Freedom Radio. So stick around while we celebrate. Head off to commercial and and, uh, we will, um, (laughs) I'm pushing the wrong buttons. I'm looking for the kill switch. (laughs) All right. Stick around. We'll be back.
3: Folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com
4: is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. I'm Rob Morse from the Self Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week, we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org.
5: Yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. Come
0: on Welcome back to
1: about. Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform, and sometimes we celebrate because it is our 100th episode, all of them brought to you by azfirearms.com. Your nationwide hometown gun shop. Sure, where's the Fireball? (laughs) Um, Later, tequila and Fireball later, so we can celebrate later because we have. (laughs) Like you need any more trouble? uh, Any more help saying all those difficult words? words, Right? Could help with the big words. (laughs) It could. All right. Well, I am so excited to introduce you to our very first guest today, Ginger. Ravella. She is the co author of Hope. She's a military wife and a Gold Star widow, mother of five, stepmother of two, international speaker, and the director of the Speakers Bureau for Folds of Honor, which is a nonprofit charity whose mission it is to raise educational funds for fallen and wounded soldiers' families. Miss Ginger, welcome to the show. Good morning, Cheryl. Great to hear your voice. Oh, you as well. My husband, Dan, is here with us. He's my co-host. Hi, Ginger. Welcome.
6: Well, hi, Dan. you got a great family. Oh, thank thank you. you.
1: Thank you so much. It was wonderful that my daughter and I got to meet you in person at the NRA Women's Leadership Summit a couple of months ago. And I think,
6: had your book just come out at that time? It had. It had just been released, and that was one of the, the first opportunities I had to show it to the public, and especially to such a, a great group of ladies there, mm-hmm. there at the NRA Leadership Summit. That
1: was wonderful.
6: Patriot, so patriotic people. Absolutely.
1: To, uh, to a one, we are all such patriots that, that attend that. So I definitely want to talk about the book, but can you just for a moment um kind of walk us through your your story and your family's story and of course thank you so much for yours and your family's service to our nation and we are so sorry for the loss that you have endured and if you could just you know briefly which is hard right (laughs) because this is a like a 10 15 year long story um just kind of run us through what what you guys have been through
6: well, it is a long story, and I, it's one of the reasons why we wrote the book, because it's too much to tell um, in, in any kind of speech or segment. But uh, but just briefly, uh, Arizona, I'm very connected to Phoenix, to the, the Arizona uh, as a state, because that's where we were stationed in 2006 when my husband left for Iraq and, um, and the community there really rallied around me uh, even when he deployed. He was stationed at Luke Air Force Base there in the West Valley of Phoenix and um, proudly flew the F-16 for our United States Air Force. And he was a major and his name was Troy Gilbert. He was my college sweetheart uh, from Texas Tech University in Lubbock. And um, I would have followed him to the ends of the earth if I had had the chance. And uh, I I didn't get that though. Tragically, uh, I lost him and in Iraq, in, uh November 27th of 2006, I was just home on a Monday morning in Phoenix at our our little house, the only house we ever owned mm-hmm. together, and uh, I was home with our five children, who at the time were nine, six, three, and two babies that were nine months old, and mm. I had my hands full, yeah. as you can imagine. Uh, but I was proudly standing alongside him as he served because as you know our nation's military um the active duty member signs up but the family signs up in invisible ink uh, because it becomes your whole family's journey and so i proudly stood by him as he had deployed many times but that was the first time to combat and uh, he'd been gone for a little over three months and we were looking forward to his return right after christmas and uh we had a knock at the front door that morning and i Mm. remember uh, Bella, my little three-year-old, you know, hanging onto my leg, and I answered the door to a sea of Air Force uniforms mm. that I knew so well. It hung in my closet, and, and they came in to just, uh, tell me the news that I knew would change our lives forever, uh, which was Troy and his F-16 had gone down west of Baghdad earlier that morning in a, in a very high-level operational mission where he lost his life, saving the lives of over 60 soldiers, a special operations unit and a mm. cavalry unit uh, who were there uh, defending and protecting um our, our world against terrorism and, and um you know we uh Cheryl we we didn't think we would survive um oh, I can that imagine. type of news. Uh you know, as a single as a single mom, mm. you know, at the age of thirty six. Mm. Um I was unprepared uh, really for what lay ahead and, and Troy's story uh, did not end there it hit hit the national news uh, that evening that his body had been taken by insurgents before our troops were able to get into the crash site and um, and so you know our our little private pain became CNN News uh, and uh, obviously Arizona news and um, mm-hmm. and they searched for him uh, and were unable to to find his remains and you um, we had DNA confirmation that he had been killed upon impact, so I knew yes. in my heart that he was home with the Lord, yes. um but still the that, right? of, you know, yeah of, of him not being found was it was just a, another level uh, of nightmare that the kids and I had to walk through. um But so I will say you know the Arizona community really really rallied behind us.
1: Oh, that's incredible, and I'm so glad to hear mm-hmm. that that people understand and that they support. Mm-hmm um because sometimes the rhetoric you hear on the news you're just never quite sure um but so you're, his body became like this political chess piece right and this propaganda piece is that is that why they took it i i just you know this isn't something we hear all yeah. the time
6: no it's 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 one in a in a billion and never happened before in the history of of modern uh iraq and afghanistan combat and um, yeah it was a war trophy um they you know, they felt that uh there was triumph over America, um, in what they did and we we would always um you know, we we'd walk through days where we they would the base would come, the officials would come to meet commanders and say, Okay, Al Jazeera showed a picture of your family on their network and um they're using it against or whatever was the sure. you know the politics of the moment. Sure. And um an anti war sentiment and I really They always ask me for a statement, Cheryl, and I I just didn't give one because Mm -hmm. I I was barely hanging on (laughs) um, day by day. But um, after almost a year of that, I I got fed up, and Mm -hmm. um, I did a press conference. In, in Phoenix. And I just said, you know, there are so many amazing stories of what the men and women, the 1% who serve the other 99% of America, what mm-hmm. they're doing over there. day. They're doing, I know, I know that 1%. You know, I've heard, I had the letters from Iraq from my husband and um, all the other pilots and all the other ground troops. And they were making a difference in Iraq for the people of Iraq for our country. And nobody's telling those stories, you know, where are those stories? And so mm-hmm. in that very, Small press conference that i never thought would amount to anything bill o'reilly uh saw it and had me on his program and it, it launched um uh, just kind of you know a, a kind of I, I feel like in my own heart the need to really share uh mm-hmm. what our military is doing and to help uh you know further patriotism in this country because these men and women are dying to protect our rights rights to bear arms rights to vote right to go to bed at night and not worry um what you're going to wake up to or your children are going to wake up to. So Absolutely. the freedoms that we all enjoy are, you know, on the backs of so many. And and so I, it was, I was just a soccer mom, and I never really planned on having this be my platform. Um, but I've been able to help a lot of other fallen and wounded families by just speaking out and um, helping people really understand, you know, what, what a modern Amer- American military family, certainly a fallen or wounded family goes through. So mm-hmm. I'm proud
1: of that. Absolutely. I mean, you've allowed God to just use you in powerful ways. And I appreciate that so much. And we're almost out of time. But I definitely want especially with this being a time of year that people are looking for amazing gifts for the holidays, your book and your story would be such a great and inspirational gift. Tell folks real fast, um, just the title of it briefly what it's about and how they could get their own copy um, of hope found.
6: Well, thank you. Well, last year we were at the very end of writing our book. I remarried another fighter pilot who had lost his wife tragically to breast cancer. And so we had were combining our stories. We're about to send it to the publisher. And I get a phone call last fall that my husband's body had been recovered by, in fact, the special operations unit that he had saved. I mean, wow. that's the kind of people that serve our nation. Gives you chills. And Um, And so we, I believe God wanted us to write that last chapter of the book, which was Really, just that miracles do still happen because it was a miracle, a miracle that 10 years later um, we would be bringing him back home to this country to Arlington National Cemetery almost a year ago today. Wow. That my children, who are now grown, they're 20, 17, 14, and the twins are 11, that we would go back and stand at Arlington and bury their father um, was just a, a miracle. And so I believe our story, Hope Found, which uh, was published by Westbow Press and can be found on Amazon. Uh, and Westbow press both hope found uh, it, it's just been a, a journey for not just us but everyone who is out there right now looking for hope and we told um, we told someone the other day we said you know what more could you give someone for the holidays but to give them the gift of hope because everyone's walking through a difficult journey whether yes. it be a divorce or a, a loss or you know just just some sort of struggle that, uh, and so our book's really written to everyone. You don't have to have lost somebody. And so I would encourage anyone who's looking you know, to give somebody the gift that would keep on giving um, would be just to share an inspirational message that maybe they could take home and apply some of the same principles. So it's called Hope Found and um uh, the Anchor of Hope is our ministry, and we'd love for people to hop on board that. And FoldsofHonor.org is the foundation that I speak for, and we help educate uh, children and spouses. So,
1: Such incredible work that you're doing. I'm just so blessed that I had a chance to meet you in person. And uh, the book is amazing. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, So I hope everybody really jumps on there and grabs a copy for themselves and two or three for gifts because it it is important to keep in mind, like you said, what the 1%, 1% of our American population serves in the military, what that journey is like from the inside. Um, And thank God for all of you that do that for the other 99% of us who haven't served in that way.
6: It's an honor and a privilege, and I, it's been a bittersweet journey for me, but I couldn't be more proud to be a military wife and So thanks for having me on your show today, Cheryl. I love everything that you're doing to promote freedom and patriotism in this country.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm proud to know you. Have an amazing and blessed holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, I'll definitely be checking back and and ask you to come back on again and talk to us about what's been going on with uh, Folds of Honor and the other things that you're involved in
6: i would love to be my honor and privilege god bless god
1: bless thank you ginger bye-bye all right well my goodness how do you follow that especially with celebration music (laughs) but you know what the tagline of her book is hope found when life isn't all you hoped it would be god is that's something to celebrate so stick around We still have awesome guests coming up. Our very next one is an in-studio guest, Irina Baroness Von Baer, who is a candidate for U.S. Congress here in Arizona. Stick around.
3: I don't know, but I've been told if you keep on dancing, you'll never grow over. Come on, darling, put a pretty dress on. We're gonna go out tonight. Dance, dance, dance.
1: Welcome back to Gun, dance, Gun dance, Freedom dance, Radio, dance, where we engage, dance, we educate, and we inform. And sometimes we dance, dance, dance because we're celebrating our 100th episode today. I don't dance. Well, this is true. This is true. You can do the head bob. Okay. All right, I'll do that. (laughs) The dad shuffle on the. (laughs) Exactly. We have been sponsored and brought to you every single one of those 100th episode, 100 episodes by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. So we are excited right now also to introduce you to our in-studio guest. It's always extra special when somebody is in studio with us. We have Irina Baroness Von Baer, a Republican candidate for the US Congress District 9 here in Arizona. For 2018, Irina is a self-described middle-class army brat with a rich and unique heritage. Her father was a black man from the south side of Chicago who served in a segregated military during World War II, which is when he met her mother, who came from a family of Czechoslovakian nobility who saw the destruction of all they knew at the hands of a Nazi invasion and the Russian occupation. Irina, it seems that so much in your background is perfectly suited to tackle some of the huge issues our nation is facing right now. Welcome to the show.
5: Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. And um, it's an honor that it's your 100th day. I know. I mean... talk about special yeah
1: that was just a god thing because you and I had been talking about this trying to figure out your schedule and mine and then when I saw that it fell on the 100th and then I'm reading about your background and all the stuff that's going on in the world right now it, it all of these stars are purposely aligned I just have to believe that and I'm so excited and Um, So you are uh, among so many things that you are passionate about. I always love bumping into you at the various events that we we seem to go to the same events. Um, And it's like I just want to, you know, whisk you away and sit down and spend the three hours talking to you. Um, But one of the things you are such a strong activist against is human trafficking. Like how in 2017... Are we still talking about slavery and human trafficking? Like, how does that even happen? Well,
5: I fell down that rabbit hole about a year and a half ago, and I, I just couldn't understand it or get it. But think of, look at it this way. Imagine a business, a huge industry that makes 32 billion dollars a year and There's and that's the parent company Then you have an offshoot company that makes 92 billion dollars a year Then you have several other Offshoots that are making money that we have no clue and all of these companies are not paying taxes And you say, how would that be possible in America? That dollar amount is for in the U.S. We are number one in human trafficking, in slavery. And the biggest victims that I'm fighting for in human trafficking are the children that are being trafficking. Absolutely. $32 billion. So Off this of the is, backs of children. This
1: is trackable money somehow. Like, this is a known figure, and yet we can't seem to crack down on the people that are collecting this money and paying this money. Like, that makes zero sense to me. But that's what you want to tackle and fight once you get to Congress, is that?
5: Yes. We, we need stronger laws. And what is really even scarier, one of the offshoots that nobody's talking about at all with human trafficking is organ trafficking the average trafficked child is in the business for about seven years Mm -hmm. and the reason why seven years they either commit suicide through drugs because Mm -hmm. they're also made to push drugs and they control them with drugs Mm -hmm. and then the problem along with that if they are don't commit suicide, mm-hmm. they wind up being killed and
1: they use their organs. And for an this organ... This should be a, our Halloween show. This is absolutely unbelievable. The, the look on Dan's face right now. So this is happening in the United in States? In the
5: United States. We are number one. Number one. So when you're talking about an organ, an eye, you get $160,000, a heart, maybe two hundred and some thousand. So when you cough up a... Carve up a child's body, or you know, an eighteen-year-old's. She's no longer, or him, Mm -hmm. you know, desirable. Well, then, I mean, you're talking about the dollar amounts going to ching to ching to ching. How do
1: we know these things? Like, what? How can our listeners that are sitting here going, "This sounds like craziness"? Like, how did? Where do they go to research this? Well, um,
5: it's becoming. A thing when every, when in every state of the union, where... It's like one of the the known unknowns or the unknown knowns. uh, Well, you know, our district attorney, Bill Montgomery, Mm -hmm. ask him about human trafficking and child trafficking, Mm -hmm. and he will go on the record and tell you how horrible it is in this country. And... We another reason why it's so
1: predominant is because we have weak borders. I was just going to say, how much of this has to do with our poorest border? A
5: lot. Borders. Borders. A lot. Because if you are liberal, I want you to understand, if you are liberal, you do not believe in slavery. You do not believe in slavery. And this... These soft borders are allowing slavery to become dominant in our country, that we are number one in the globe. Number one. Mm. And our children, your children, your next door neighbor's children, your little friend's child, are now becoming victims in the cartels that are preying upon our children. They're taking them out of schoolyards. They're taking them in malls. They're going up to them and say, oh, my little girl's into modeling. She's just as pretty as you. People who are dressed really good, male and
1: female, approaching the kids. So they don't look like stranger danger. They look very legitimate. And as we are going into the malls and doing a lot more shopping, and we're so distracted with our to-do lists and our cell phones and everything, our children could be even more at danger than
5: we even realize. They are. You're, You're absolutely correct. You've got it. Bingo. Wow. And what makes it so bad is that they're even going to the schools, to the sporting events, and they see who the top athletes are. And they go up to the athletes and they say, Hey, would you like to go to all the cardinal games, or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I'm having a party at my estate, why don't you bring your little friends? Mm-hmm. And they start luring them in. And kids are working from their homes. And Is they're kept prostitution? quiet.
1: prostitution? Is that what we're talking about?
5: We're talking about prostitution. They, when you have a sporting event, they get the kids to go to the games, and they service people who are going to the sporting events. One child may service anywhere between 15 and 40 customers. Now, are
1: they stolen or are they just shamed into silence and going about their
6: life
5: or they, both? they are put into silence because they're controlled either with drugs. They're also talked into selling drugs mm-hmm. to their friends, their peers or whatever. But they're also controlled and say, if you open up your mouth, mm-hmm. you're going to be dead. Right.
1: Or we'll do something to your family. Ruined or dead or, yes. You know, and... Holy cow.
5: It's it's horrendous. We are in such a situation where the cartels Mm -hmm. are really huge in this industry. And when you talk about human organs, who would be able to, you know mastermind the selling of human organs the cartels Hmm. this is another industry and they're going they're doing so many things identity theft they're using people for you know slave labor Mm -hmm. you know and when you think hey i'm not paying very much for my lawn work Mm -hmm. aren't you promoting slavery Hmm. so we need to really think
1: okay the holy cow what are you what are
2: you what are you going to do to fix that what what how can
5: you help Mm-hmm. Okay. First of all, we need better legislation and better laws. And part of the problem is when you are caught with human organ traffic, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. transplant, the worst scenario is a fine of five to $160,000, a fine, and possibly five years in prison. What does that tell you? We have a problem with our legal system. Mm -hmm. And when you have businesses that are making so much money and they're getting away with it, it means that there are people that are around us every day that are buying these services. Mm 92 billion dollars for porn. Now, you have to understand, these children are a high commodity. You can only sell so much drugs because you use them once. But a child, you can use over and over. So when you're talking about child trafficking, it is surpassing the illegal sales of arms has already surpassed
6: mm-hmm.
5: in America. And it will, over the next few years, I'm probably two or three, will surpass drugs, mm-hmm.
1: illegal drugs being sold. And that's big. So, man, we are almost out of time already. So you're you're saying that you want to go into Congress, you want to strengthen the laws, you want to strengthen the penalties, and you want to strengthen um, that they're actually, you know, uh, enforcing, and strengthen enforcement right. of these things. Correct. And also enlightening the sc-
5: – make some sort of program that all the schools make people aware of it and also – some sort of program to enlighten parents Mm -hmm. to be aware of the situation. Mm -hmm. I think the reason why this is getting out of hand is because nobody knows really what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, they say power, knowledge is power.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we had so many more things I wanted to talk about. But uh, before we run, I definitely want you to let people know how can they help your campaign? You are getting ready to, uh, Kristen Cinema here in Arizona has, is leaving her seat because she wants to move from Congress to Senate. She's going to be trying to get Jeff Flake's seat. That leaves her seat open and that's the seat that you're after. Right. You're in, I mean, here in Arizona, we're, uh, we're a little purple these days, right? We, we're not as red as we were, not as conservative as we were. And your particular district leans a little to the blue. It is blue. Right? And so you are fighting a very uphill battle even though you're here in Arizona. Um, so the people that want to, to help out and give you that extra oomph, it's about volunteerism and it's about dollars, right? So right. how do they help you? Well, go on my website,
5: which is Baroness von Baer for. USCongress.com, Donate and also say if you want to help out, uh, you know, devote some time. You have to understand, I'm running for America. I'm going to be working for America, and the issues I'm fighting are an American problem. They're not a Republican problem. They're not a Democrat problem. They are a problem that's hurting our country. And we need to start thinking, we the people. That's what our Constitution says, we the people, not we the Republicans, not we the Democrats, not we the, we the people. And when we start bringing that back together and sit it back home, my God, what it's going to do? be the most magnificent country right? and everything we were meant to be. And we are not a country of slavery. That's why we're going to do something about it. I tell you, more and more people are on the same page with this. I've not seen anybody that agrees with this. Disagrees with it. With that, right. Disagrees, disagrees with your stance. What my stance and agrees on. agrees with what's going on. Gotcha. Exactly. You. Because, Perfect. I mean, this is. This is for our children. Absolutely. Thank
1: you so much for taking the time to come in and sit with us. We have to have you back and talk more about just even your background. I mean, what an incredible life, uh, the way your family came together and the things that your dad experienced, the things that your mom's family experienced, and uh, how fun that, you know, even though all of the, you know, what came along with nobility in Czechoslovakia was wiped out by the Nazis and the Russians, you still... To have that title, Baroness. <laughs> How elegant. And you, you wear it perfectly.
5: Well, thank you. But guess what? America is going to have its first English nobility. I, we are going to have a biracial princess. Well, actually, she's going to be the Duchess of Sausage? Uh, Sa, 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 Sa- Sa Sa- Sa? Yes. Yes. And her husband is going to become duke. They changed the titles Prince, at the wedding day. Prince Harry. And yes, so she's marrying Prince Harry, and she's an actress. She's biracial. The world is changing. And she's beautiful, she and is. England just <laughs> loves her. So America, get over it. Get on board. And get a baroness and, in Congress. And we are going to. And, maybe she might run for for congress that would not be too cool because that would she's, be a, too cool. she's an american bring the two countries stronger I together love it. I love bring it. everything together so the world is bringing great changes i am so happy for this
1: girl exactly oh thank you so much we really appreciate it have a merry christmas happy thank you. holidays and a happy new year Irina. Baroness Von Baer. Thank you and Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you. All right. Well, stick around as we continue to celebrate. We still have a whole lineup of excellent guests. The next one is Dan Waz. He's the author of Good Gun, Bad Guy. Stick around.
8: I make dollars, I mean billions. I'm a genius, I mean brilliance. The streets is what schooled them.
1: Welcome back! to a celebration here on Gun Freedom Radio. 100 years! 100 years? No, 100 days, 100
2: shows. <laughs> 100 like a,
1: episodes. Feels like 100 years sometimes. <laughs> Some days, yeah, but not today. Today it's flying by, my goodness. No, actually it's fun. It, it, it is. is. Every, every episode is fun. Absolutely. So Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. And every one of those 100 episodes has been sponsored by azfirearms.com the biggest little gun shop in arizona and we do not want to delay one more second we want to get our next guest on here Dan was so Dan is the author of good gun bad guy his first book was behind the lies of the anti-gun radical the book that destroys the anti-gun left and exposes all their lies and propaganda and his newest book that I think is still the ink might still be wet on the pages from just being released is destroying the anti-gun narrative Dan welcome to the show
9: Hey, Cheryl and Dan. How are you? Do I really have the privilege of being on your 100th show?
1: Right? How awesome is that? I think it's great. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I know when I lined everybody up and then I was looking at the number, I'm like, oh, this is so perfect, the way it all just fell into <laughs> place. So Definitely. All right. So talk to us. Did your book, is it actually published? Is it still in, you know, not quite published? What's going on with that?
9: It's officially published, and as far as I know, the Kindle version uh, just went live today, this morning. Uh, so very exciting. I, I, was, I, I wasn't um, ready for the response. I really didn't think that I would get the response that I'm getting, uh, and it's fantastic. So I couldn't be happier. Uh, I love <laughs> it's really, it. It's a, great, it's a great time. Great so, time.
1: Yeah, that's the conversation that I'm seeing on Facebook, which is why I asked you, because there's people that are like, I'm trying to buy it. I can't. What's going on? And you're like, because it's selling out as fast as we can get them in. So that's fantastic.
9: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. If the hardcovers were up for a while, and then they were then they were unavailable. Now they're back, and paperbacks were available throughout. Um, so yeah, it's great. It's great when you release. Uh, you know, the first day or two It's really is really a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely. But uh, so
9: anyway, what, what do we want to talk about? I
1: want to ask you what is the main difference between book one and book two?
9: Well, this this one book two focuses. Um, it goes a little more deeper into the mindset of the anti gunner. Really digs into the thought process and really digs into um, the first book. Uh, it, uh, sets, sets you up to understand um, where the second book is going. And it, together, I, I, they seem to fall right in place with each other, and it seems to be a perfect match. Also, the second book uh, focuses a little more on the, the media. There's a chapter in the book called Fake News, there's also a chapter
1: <laughs> never there's heard that before a yeah. <laughs> did you coin that term <laughs>
9: i know yeah I, I made that one. i got to pay royalties <laughs> on that one <laughs> <laughs> there's also one called truth versus politics mm. and these two chapters um really dig into the media uh the way the, mani- the media manipulates um, the the whole narrative uh, and and convinces people um to be fearful of guns and angry toward gun owners.
1: Mm, That is so true. Now, you are a convert, actually, right? You used to be, you know, not so in favor of this whole gun thing and then kind of had a little bit of a a, a conversation, wrestling with yourself, and ended up coming out on the side of calling out all of this nonsense, right?
9: Yeah, at at a certain point, you... um, you can't deny reality anymore and the people who do um have a have to do a a whole bunch of mental gymnastics Mm. what what my story was is um i was familiar with guns when i was a kid uh, but then i kind of got caught up in the propaganda and the anti-gun propaganda and rhetoric and i started to not like guns a whole lot and not Mm -hmm. like um, you know, and, and was starting to starting to think that maybe restrictions and things like this are good. It wasn't until I had a situation in my life when I snapped back to reality and realized that man, the media, and politicians, and the people that are, are that I'm surrounding myself with, really do have an influence on the way I think, mm-hmm. the choices I make, mm-hmm. and the effects in my life. So it was a it was an awareness a, a a moment of clarity, and I realized that I, I will not denounce the, the thing, the one thing that keeps me and my family safe.
1: Right. And you know what? That's the thing, I think, that it's, we have so much information flying at us constantly, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on the news, whether it's on commercials, it, whether it's in movies. And so it's easy to just kind of form opinions passively but then when you employ some critical thinking and you start like really wrestling with these things going wait a minute that do i really believe that wait does that really sound true right it takes work to do that and i think that's why it you know it, it takes a little bit of time for people to really like to employ their thought processes the way that you did and the way that we're starting to see so many other people doing across the nation for the fact that we've elected uh, a pro-gun, an out-and-out pro-gun, pro-rights president and starting to see some of these laws at least be brought forward to be voted on. um, Yes. I think we're having a real awakening there.
9: Yeah, I agree. We're, We're starting to now look at... I think today's the day um, to vote on um, the national reciprocity. Yes. And that's a fantastic thing. I mean, it, You know, ultimately, I think most gun owners would, would want constitutional carry, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. Yeah. Uh, but where we are right now, I think this might be a, a good step, because I don't like driving through Jersey mm-hmm. or Maryland mm-hmm. or some of these states um, where I could potentially become a felon. Uh, because my New York licensed handgun is maybe not um, stored properly according to that state or, or, you know, those laws. So it's a constant, we're constantly jumping through hoops when we travel, and people who travel a lot, it's it's an absolute nightmare.
2: Yeah, think about how silly that is. In Arizona, I can carry a gun concealed without a permit. The whole works, but I do have a permit. But as soon as I cross that border, I am no longer a responsible citizen, and if I carry a gun across the border, I'm breaking the law, which now right. affects my whole life
9: right and Dan, could you imagine if it would be if it was like that with driver's licenses? Oh. Now, <laughs> <think nightmare>. about <laughs> yeah. well, think about this you know you're you're driving let's say I'm in New York, and the speed limit is sixty five well, let's say I drive into Massachusetts, and the speed limit's fifty five Am I going to be able to tell the cop? You know well wait a minute in new york i can drive 65 Mm -hmm. so you know the thing is you have to follow the the state's laws that you're in and that's we understand we understand that you know but we need to have we need to have that ability to uh to be able to travel through Mm -hmm. you know through those states
1: absolutely well listen we are already out of time but dan please tell folks your book is going to be such an amazing uh, holiday gift, Christmas gift, Hanukkah gift, because it's, it's engaging, right? And it will cause people to kind of have some critical thinking. So you could even give it to somebody who's maybe a little on the fence, not real sure if guns are good or if they're evil. And whoever you give it to, it will cause them to think and research for themselves right so tell folks how they can get a copy of both of your books
9: well yes that is the idea thank you for that great uh, lead into that um, I think people will will really appreciate this and I think even the anti-gunners if they're brave enough mm-hmm. to open the cover mm-hmm. uh, I think they might uh, learn a thing or two about themselves um, and uh, So I'm really happy about this. I hope everybody gets their hands on it. And the way to get it is uh, go right to goodgunbadguy.com. It's uh, pretty simple, goodgunbadguy.com, or you can search it out on Amazon.
1: Perfect. Thank you so much, and we wish you and your family uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, all the blessings that come with that.
9: Hey, thanks so much. Same Same to you guys. Appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Dan. We'll definitely have you back on again. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, stick around. We still have our second hour to come where we're going to continue to celebrate, right, as we have our 100th episode of Gun Freedom Radio. Get off the table, Cheryl. Quit (laughs) dancing. Hey, it's Madonna, 1980s era, right? Stick around. Much more to come.
7: hard to beat debt you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up here's an idea sell some stuff at auction start with locally owned and operated PotOfGoldEstate.com. the owners dan and cheryl todd have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques collectibles guns coins and jewelry and over their many years in business they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt